Come on in, sit back and relax. You're listening to episode 202 of the Wealth Tech Today podcast. I'm your host, Craig Iskowitz, uh, founder of Ezra Group Consulting. And this podcast features interviews, news, and analysis all around the trends and best practices about wealth management technology. My guest for this episode is Amit Dagra, president and CEO at RIA Aggregator True Independence. Now, Amit has been at True Independence for almost two years, and he came to his current role from Sanctuary Wealth, where he was the chief experience officer. Before that, he was CEO at Third Seven Advisors, a national independent RIA. And previously, he was managing director, national head of relationship management at Hightower for four years. Now, Amit has a lot more earlier experience at I cycled through places like BNY Mellon, Brinker Capital, and SEI. He spent his entire career in wealth management, and I really enjoy interviewing industry lifers like Amit. Uh, but before we get started, I have a message for executives at wealth management firms. Your tech debt is holding back your business growth. That old software platform you're running on is rusted and falling apart and needs an overhaul. Your disparate systems don't communicate well with each other, and it's driving your ops team and advisors crazy as they create manual processes and use Excel to cover up the gaps. If you're in charge of tech or ops at a broker-dealer, RIA, family office, or TAMP, you should run, not walk, to our website, ezragroup.com, and fill out the Contact Us form on the homepage. Our experienced team can evaluate your current tech ecosystem, deliver targeted recommendations, optimize your existing systems and operations, or run an RFP and help you implement new software to take your firm to the new level, to the next level. Uh, you can take advantage of our free consultation by going to ezragroup.com. Let me squeeze in a few housekeeping items quickly. Please subscribe to Wealth Tech Today wherever you listen to podcasts. And please support the Invest in Others Charitable Foundation. Uh, they're going to have a fundraisers next week in Boston. I'll be there. Uh, it's going to be weird wearing a suit and tie after spending most of this week in shorts out on the beach at Future Proof, but you can't show up in flip-flops to a gala, so I'm going to bite the bullet and put my suit on. You can learn more about the, the terrific programs at, at Invest in Others at investinothers.org. For more information about True Independence, go to true-ind.com. And now, let's kick this thing off. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. Where are you calling from? Amy? So I call outside of Philadelphia, home the suburbs of Philadelphia, Phoenixville, if you're familiar with that area. Phoenixville. Yep. I grew up in Cherry Hill. No kidding. Yep. So right across mm -hmm. the bridge. In fact, uh, my my uh, best friend from high school lives in Cherry Hill. So I get over there still a fair amount. All right. Yeah. My mother still lives there. So I'm, I go there every couple of weeks. Awesome. Awesome. Well, thank you for, for having me on. I really appreciate that. You know, when Tommy said, Hey, on it, we've got a chance to have you spend time with Craig. I was, I was really excited. So. Oh, wow. I appreciate, it. I appreciate it. I'm excited as well. So it's a mutual admiration society. I'm surprised we haven't met before now. Have we met before? Like in person somewhere? Mm -hmm. I, you know, we're two ships passing in the night, Craig. I will yeah. absolutely say. To my own fault, um, I have seen you at events and said, oh, you know, I should make a minute to go over. Oh. Hey, wait, look at that shiny object and got yeah, squirrel. <laughs> That's great. Exactly. Ooh, ooh, squirrel. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, true. You know, we've I've been here for just a little bit over a year and a half uh, prior to joining True. I worked at uh, Hightower during the what I call the 1.0 era mm -hmm. when uh, Elliot was there. And, oh, yeah. Uh, um, Help grow the firm from 13 to 
40 billion. I was head of uh, advisor growth, organic growth, M&A uh, talking strategy, as well as relationship management, business consulting, uh, branding, marketing, PR. I ended up uh, running the group <clears throat> right into, up until my departure, which was 165 advisors, 40 billion, 150 million plus of revenue uh, for the firm <clears throat> before the 2.0 Bob Oros era got ushered in. Then ended up over at Sanctuary, uh, where helped um, Jim Dixon, uh, now no longer there, create that, you know, understand um, the blueprint for, you know, not attracting breakaway advisors, but retaining breakaway mm -hmm. advisors. So I was the chief experience officer there and helped build the strategy around um, where, how and when we wanted to take money and what that was going to look like. Um, <clears throat> after that, ended up um, taking some time off and ended up at True. Um, and so at True, I am the president and chief operating officer, driving the growth of the company, as well as fortifying the operational infrastructure here at True. And um, it's a fantastic organization with human, great human talent um, and, and a great culture. And so, you know, as the bedrock of a firm, what better place to build on? And that's just what we've done, you know, going into this year. Uh, we were $9 billion of AUM. We've already papered over $3 billion of AUM, AUA, and we'll add another, uh, you know, fingers crossed if everything goes according to plan, well, another $3 billion um, for sure. So we've got $2 billion already kind of penciled. We'll, 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 we're looking for that another billion. And, you know, if, all, if, that'll, if that works out, we'll have papered uh, 15 or another $6 billion, so we'll be at $15 billion. So, you know, 66% growth in one year is uh, – not not the worst thing to to no no what do we complain about that yeah yeah so if we if we miss and we hit north of fifty I guess you know we'll we'll take that as well right so, you'll deal yeah we'll deal with it so we're excited um so you know, fast growth how do you avoid being overwhelmed and having everything kind of fall apart yeah you know there's two things that come of that one is you know which is why we love the business right because while you sign an advisor. They're not always transitioning right in that moment. It's not like technology in that way, right? It's, it's not instant, um, you know, you're not instantly in, ingesting it. So, you know, we have that. We have staggered. We hired ahead of our growth. Um, Craig Stulen, our founder and CEO, and I fully agree that, you know, let's, let's, let's bend, but not break and let's get ready and ahead of it. And so between January and March, we hired 10 people. Um, so we're fortified in that. And then the other piece is how we structure the business, which is a little bit different on the operational side. You know, a lot of what, you know, this industry is kind of weird around how we shape segments of the business, it's like transition. Mm -hmm. A lot of firms have a transition team. My question yep. is why isn't transition just service in an acute format? Yes. Mm -hmm. So you're preparing to come and then you have them come and then you leave. Well, there's relationship capital, there's institutional capital, there's just knowledge. There's there's things that just get lost that you don't know that you don't know when you change that. So from our perspective, uh, we push transitions into our what are our regions. And so we have pods or regions, whatever you like to call them, east, midwest, west, where transitions are done by the service team. So that after break day, you're you're getting your transition and your service from the same team and all that relationship capital, that institutional knowledge carries on with you. I don't know why. It's one of those things that the industry has decided to bifurcate, but right. we've, we've done that. And so you get to learn the teams, you get to learn the advisors. And a lot of times <clears throat> you're learning together on some of that stuff. So by hiring ahead of our growth, keeping the transitions within our regions, 
um, the acclimation process is, is, is really high and the adoption rate is really, really high. Um, you know, the other way that we've, we've fortified what we've done is our approach uh, from a fintech perspective. Um, you know, I had the pleasure of talking with Joel Bruckenstein before T3 and, and said to Joel, I said, look, I think the industry is moving back and I can look to quotes from Eric Clark or Bill Krager or anybody else that says they're not interested in M&As. They're looking at ingesting what they have and creating a single source code type platform or at least an integrated platform, right? Redtail. So, you know, Orion, you know, uh, investment, which they have been trying to do forever and continue to try to do. Um, we went out and said, look, we want to either build a technology or uh, that is already in that, that game. And so we went out and said, well, what are the things that matter the most to people? It's FinTech that works, mm-hmm. great access to great human talent, <clears throat> and, and people who understand the relational, uh, the relation, the relational value of an advisor and a client, why that's so important. Everyone talks why that's important, but if it's truly that important, you would run your business differently. And so those three characteristics, Craig, you know, that behavioral finance, that FinTech, that human talent, you know, combined with the spirit of, and a legacy of innovation, um, is what we've kind of rebranded as experience, not kind of what we've rebranded as experience as a service. And Joel Bruckenstein, when I share that with him, said, Amit, you gave words to the thing that the industry is trying to chase, but didn't know how to articulate. Mm-hmm. Um, and I took that as the most, um, as the most highest praise I could possibly get, you know, coming from Joel. Um, so I was really excited to hear that. So we knew we were beating down the right, right, uh, you know, marching down the right path. And then you start to do that. What you find is advisors are aligning with you and say, that sounds different. That's what I want. That aligns with what I'm thinking. That's how I want the business to be done. And so, you know, we, we developed TrueView, which is our fintech platform to help advisors in a single source code manner. And the analogy that we use, Craig, is, you know, there's, uh, what we did was we leveraged. Um, and, you know, we leverage from other industries. So let's use the automotive industry as the, our example. You know, if you look at Toyota and Lexus, the car is the same chassis, but just different badges, right? Huh, you know, uh, you've got Hyundai and Kia, the same chassis, different badges. Nissan Infiniti, same chassis, different badging. Volkswagen Audi, same chassis, different badges. And it goes on and on and on. So we found a chassis that we found that was out there that worked that 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 really sort of delivered on what we wanted, which was built from the ground up single source source code technology that was intuitive and simple to use, and wasn't the patchwork quilt of API or the lie of open architecture when mostly people really talk about at best is single sign on through a dashboard. How do right. we how do we really get there to that point? Um, and so we went out and said, we're going to do it ourselves and spent hundreds of thousands of dollars and realized that this was not going to work for us, or we could partner with someone. So we partnered with Advison. And so Advison powers Truvio, and we have upgraded it just like, uh, you know, in the car analogy, right? We put our own badging on it. Our own help desk is embedded in the technology. Our carousel of information is embedded in the technology. Our metrics that matter to our advisors is embedded in the technology. So that homepage is business metrics. It's true specific. It's everything that they need to integrate with us and interact with us, um, as well as things for their business. So we've customized it to a, a high degree. And we have found that TrueView 
has been the game changer in beating our competitors and in and experience as a service is what advisors want and deliver. So we continue to see this and and as Tommy will tell you, is you know, as we get that adoption, we continue to grow and 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 grow and add advisors. It's building on that spirit of innovation. And we're excited about where we're gonna go with that. That's my teaser for you. That's a great teaser. So <laughs> with advice on there's what parts of your business is running on advice on? I, mean, I realize they have a full platform, but yeah, what, we're taking the whole thing. We took the whole thing um and we've customized it. And so the way we've done it is like look, we're we're now eleven billion as the assets continue to transfer, it grows by the day. But our legacy business, roughly around eight billion, Craig, sits on the disparate technology of Orion or a Black Diamond or and supplemented with a wealth box or a red tail. And what we have is those the reason why we made this move was advisors who are on those disparate technologies said, Amit, there's gotta be a better way. True, it's on you as our business partner to help find that. And that's what we set out to do. And so when we, when we tested and I looked at a lot, you know, Circle Black, Vestmark, all of them, I looked at all of them. Um, the reason why we set all advisors is that integrated CRM with the performance reporting, even the investment management piece of it new, which is very new, which we've private labeled true investment management. You add that in there when the client portal and then you have the deep integration with like a money Guide pro or, or a right capital or a, um, I did not want to call them by their old name, um, nitrogen, um, or nitrogen. Yes. You know, added in there. It's all two way. It's not just single, you know, it's not just integrated. It's two way information and we're adding behavioral financial planning tools like Lumiant to the mix. So our goal is to have a unique version, a unique instance that puts us in a category of one. And when we talk to advisors, um, that's where we're at. That's a great saying. Um, it puts us into a category of one. Yeah. You know, Craig, I will actually say, while that's a great thing, I think the thing that we're most excited about is we had a phone call and I'll, I'll, I'll protect the, uh, the, the guilty a bit, uh, from some of those firm, one of the, uh, um, a couple of those firms that I just mentioned who said, we love the phrase experience as a service. We're actually disappointed. We didn't think of it first. Can we borrow it? And consistent with our messaging, true's messaging in the marketplace is we said, yeah. Because experience as a service isn't a true thing. It's an industry thing. Our goal, as Tommy knows, is I want that as a block on the Kitsis map. And I want the firms out there that are, that are looking at behavioral finance and innovation and, you know, fintech and human talent and are delivering that as an ecosystem. I want them all there. So yes, Mr. XYZ firm, if you're interested in using that and you're interested in that label, and you'll play by those rules of like delivering something unique and compelling and bigger and beyond. Absolutely borrow it. So we're pretty excited that it's catching industry. Well, uh, about that. What do you mean? What, what is it? What exactly is, does someone call you about? They ask you to borrow what? If they could use the phrase experience as a service in their marketing. Oh, experience as a service. Got it. I missed that part. Yeah. 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 So that's what we've been out there toting, which is a combination of, you know, behavioral finance. FinTech, mm -hmm. human talent with, you know, with the layer of innovation driving that, right? And so they've said, we would love to use that if that's okay with you. And I said, it's not my yeah. term, it's the industry term. Well, uh, I'll bring it to Michael. We, we review the map. We, we just had our map meeting, uh, yesterday morning for, for next yeah. month. Boom. And, uh, that's great. For this, for, for this month. Um, 
but um, yeah, the uh, experience of the service, we, we're always adding new new feet, new categories to, as, as more vendors come out with different takes on the industry or different uh, looks, different innovative um, packages of features and functionality. We're always open to making the, the map more useful by yeah. categorizing different products in ways that make more sense. Yeah, you know, it's um, we're excited. Thank you for the consideration. We're excited about it too because we're also looking at innovation probably a little bit differently. Um, you know, in AI out there, we've seen some unique partnerships where we're hoping to have something in that innovation lab type marketplace here soon, which you know is a personal pa passion of mine as well as a business passion. Um, and you know, there's this conversation out there. You know, people are saying, well, AI won't replace advisors. It's advisors who don't use AI that would be replaced. Um, I actually call nonsense on that too. Uh, and, and the reason simply being is there's not enough advisors. <laughs> there's not enough advisors. So let's be honest with ourselves, folks. It doesn't matter how you do it. If you want to be an advisor in, in a certain amount of time, it doesn't matter how you hang your shingle. You'll get a shot at it because of this, this, um, this lack of people coming into this space. But, you know, I do have faith and hope that, you know, there will be more people than we think. It'll just be a matter of time, um, you know, because people do go, you know, where the, the opportunity set lies. And that's, that's one of the great things about the heartbeat of this country. Um, so I don't buy into that notion. I think AI will obviously help our industry, um, but you will not be rendered obsolete. I go back to the, 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 the legions of research. Mark Hurley, Undiscovered Managers, right? You're either going to be rolled up or rolled over. You know, that was in, uh, that was the late 90s or, you know, early 2000s. We're, I'm still waiting for that day, right? And uh -huh. I think many of us are, right? Oh, wait, wait. No, I forgot. What was that other one? Oh, yeah. The robo-advisors. That was going to lay waste to financial advisors. I think we've pretty much said that that's pretty much dead. So mm -hmm. as we continue to roll forward, I think what we have to recognize is what it what is the true, what is the only universal truth is that we are a tech forward world, a tech forward country, tech forward industry, which will always uh, augment what we do, but will never be the shiny center of what we do. It will enhance, implement, support, supplement, but it will never be the, the one thing that will, that everybody gravitates to. It's not the sun, but it does have create a halo effect. And I, and I don't mean that in a negative way, because I think we have to constantly continue to innovate. But let's be honest with ourselves. You know, it doesn't even for those who don't, there's still a place. All I have to do to validate that is say one word, wirehouse. <laughs> right. right. You know, the wirehouse is still there and kicking. That's another one. Oh, yeah, they're going to be gone by 2030. I'll, I'll bet I'll bet a wooden nickel they'll still be here in 2030. <laughs> they'll still be here and the uh, polar ice caps will still be here. <laughs> Look, I mean, they're reinventing themselves to go after some of these millennials with salary bonus structures and saying, just show up and be, you know, enhanced relationship managers. We'll put, you know, almost like the, the Fisher model. We'll put the leads in your seat. You just take care of these clients. I think there's going to be a lot of this younger generation that finds that very appealing, which will ultimately lead to them going independence when they realize the errors of their ways. And that will continue the ongoing funnel in what we do. Sure. So there we go. One thing you mentioned uh, earlier was that um, you're, you, you're leverage advisor on the TrueView platform. Yeah. But that $8 billion in assets still sits on disparate tech like Orion. Is that yep. because with the, all the acquisitions, those different RIA were sitting on different tech and you haven't converted them over yet? Yeah. So 
we are probably the way to kind of categorize us is our biggest competitor is Dynasty. Mm-hmm. So we are not uh, acquiring advisors. We're not taking equity stakes. We're helping launch them or helping relieve them, relieve them or alleviate the pain of being independent and providing a business partner to help with the things that make them uh, give them the most pain, compliance, finance and accounting, uh, IT and technology. Uh, they're fintech. And then obviously operation support and service as well. So those are the things that we provide that are unique. The biggest difference being that we're the name chief compliance officer, while others will provide compliance support, will be your mm-hmm. compliance officer. So that those sort of services become very unique. So we haven't taken equity stakes or M&A. And so as they come on, that's a, those are legacy businesses. Now, the reason we are here with TrueView is because those legacy advisors have told us that they want to make the move. So we've probably we've lined up roughly about half of that number to transition over time, but we're not looking to do uh, you know like a wholesale kind of change. Um, we love our partnerships with those folks, and if advisors want to continue to do it, they can do so. But every new team that's come on to True in the last year has gone on to Truvia. So you um, are you're fine with the firms that are affiliated with you keep their own tech if they want. Sure, sure. Now to to be clear, yeah, we're, what we're not is we're not a supermarket. Mm-hmm. Right? So we, we support the, 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 the fintech uh, in a meaningful way where we find that advisors can get leverage scale and we have partners, um, mm-hmm. but we're not a supermarket. Right. Uh, well, you don't offer those other technologies, but they can stay on them if they want to. You don't support them. We do support Orion and Black Diamond and Adapar as examples. We do support Wealthbox and Redtail. Uh, as examples, um, so we do support the uh, a nice array of services. Again, nitrogen and others. But what we're not is we're not a supermarket. If I, if what we're not, and we're also not forcing advisors to move to Trivia, right? One thing that advisors don't want is to be told what to do. So the choice right. is available, and we say, look, if you take a look at Trivia. If you don't want to make the move, it's no problem here. That's interesting. Who are your custodian partners? Pretty excited about our custodial partners. Um, we have Schwab, we have Fidelity, uh, Pershing, and our, and our, and our soon-to-be newest partner uh, is one that there, is out there in the space. And oh, okay. we, have, <laughs> uh, we haven't uh, made anything sort of official, and Tommy will absolutely beat me. If uh, I did. Leave it another. Maybe two weeks before we uh, start letting that one out, but I will be sure to keep you in the loop when we can, Greg. Sure, just uh, always interested. So Schwab, Fidelity, Pershing, um, what's the breakdown of the 10 billion, 11 billion across those custodians, would you say, estimate? Yeah, sure, 70, 20, 10, Schwab being the largest. Mm -hmm. And actually, and that's changing, That, that dial is shifting. Um, it's probably more is it like 75, 25, 5, or sorry, 70, 25, 5. Uh, no, where's my math wrong? 70, 70, 30, 70, 30, 25, 5. Yes, 70, 25, 5. So, that would be 100, right? Yes, that would be 100. So, Fidelity's growing. From, from, from Fidelity, yes, from there. And then also, um, in the next couple of weeks, we'll also see that shift continue to, to eat into some of the Schwab numbers as well. So Schwab is also converting to Fidelity? 
Um, we're seeing we're seeing more opportunity with Fidelity uh, than mm -hmm. we're seeing with Schwab, and more with than we're seeing with Fidelity, especially or Pershing, uh, especially as Pershing has decided they're going to be competitors to uh, providers and advisor service like us. Yeah, with their Wove platform. Yeah, yeah, and and advisors who don't use it have to pay a tariff to to continue. Um, so I think we might be seeing uh, a shift in business model, which, or not, we're clearly seeing a shift in business model, which will clearly be uh, answered with a shift in advisor assets. Right, which doesn't make a difference to you, which custodian they 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 clear through, right, or custody through. Correct. Yeah, correct. We do not care. But you see more opportunity with fidelity because of their flexibility, because of their technology, because of their service. What do you see? The biggest drive. All, all the above, and I think you know. I think when you're whatever business you are, as you make acquisitions of significant size, there's always a ripple effect. And it doesn't matter if you're talking technology or or service or custody. Anytime you're trying to create adoption and scales and efficiencies, you see impact to the business. And I think advisors are seeing that impact or more importantly, feeling that impact and mm -hmm. are looking at other providers. So the TV acquisition is distracting them. They're too busy. They're swamped with and they're not, the service is going down and they're not paying as much attention to the new business because they can't bring it on the yeah. yeah, what I would say, Craig, is I think advisors are making those decisions for themselves. Right. Indeed, they are. Advisors are quick to make those decisions if they can. That's yeah. not something you want to change. Nobody wants to change custodians. No, no they don't. Um, and, um, you know, but uh, we're always good as our last day. So, right. Do you see a difference in onboarding between the three custodians? So, if it's one of them has better onboarding technology, that's a big issue. That's the first, when you bring bringing new clients on, the onboarding is the first technology that the clients see of yours, really. Yeah. And onboarding doesn't work well, or it's clunky, or it's a bad experience, or requires manual steps, or lots of task switching. It could it could put a bad taste in the mouth of clients or advisors. Yeah. You know, I I, I really this, I've been asked that question before, and, and I think I've been lucky because when I was at Hightower, Fidelity was the largest custodian there by far. Right. When I went to when I was at Sanctuary, it was Schwab. And what I found is it didn't matter who the incumbent was. There was experiences that were positive and negative with both. And, and it was, it in a lot of ways was unique to two things. Number one, the type of business the advisor had, you know, if there was a heavy loan book attached, ultra high net worth, you know, lots of accounts or lots of households, lots of accounts. Those things all kind of weighed into the circumstance. Um, you know, what I think is interesting is everybody's got the, on the custodian side now has their own, all new technology. And so it's different and there's nothing universal about it. I just don't understand what you give up by having some sort of universal technology for onboarding. I don't, mm -hmm. it's because it just creates a better experience. You have the custody, you have the assets, who cares right. how you get them on board, just get them on board. Um, yeah. And so that's a head scratcher for me. And it doesn't mm -hmm. matter which organ, you know, custodial partner we go to, it seems that they all want to do it their way. Yes. So different. I found the two. When I was at the Persian conference, they had announced their well platform, and which, by the way, we, we helped them a little bit with, um, you know, full disclosure. We don't congratulations, right? We, they hired us to do strategy for them, so that we came in and did a strategy review of the of where they were going with the platform, 
and validated what their what their mission was, validated their direction, gave them advice. So we have nothing to do with actually selling it or anything like that. But we just they call us for help. Um, so I was interested to see them launch it, and they announced multi-custodial. And I had a question: Well, will you actually plug in to Schwab and TDs APIs and do a full you know uh, seamless integration, or will it be like everyone else where we're constantly task switching? As you mentioned, they all want to do it their own way. So you can start in one application, but then they force you to task switch yeah. into yeah. their website to finish the account opening or their DocuSign. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Their unique version of DocuSign. Really? Mm-hmm. <laughs> really? Do we need that? So, you know, uh, that's not where you're going to get stickiness. Mm-hmm. Right? Stickiness isn't on the onboarding process. In fact, if anything, that creates the you know, the uh, the proverbial like rubber wall where you want to bounce off of it, right? That That's right. where you want the ease of use. Right. That's where you want to be client-centric. And that's why I don't understand this, um, you know. But who, what do I know? Into, uh, that you're seeing the same thing when, when they're opening accounts to advise on. You can get only to a certain point. Correct. Then you yes, correct. Yeah. You know, you know I, I know that... Um, in partnership with Advison, we are we are trying to figure out a way to crack that code with any custodian. So you know, but it's a it's a it's an arduous task and one that has happened or taken uh, you know that it outdates even our request. So yeah, I mean, just so you know, I have heard that Fidelity. I mean, Schwab says they're that they don't even have the APIs. They didn't even build them yet. Because uh, I, I talked to um about, about this as well. And um, Fidelity says that, that they will allow people to use their own DocuSign, but you have to ask, you have to put in a, an applica- a request to to do that. We have heard that. We haven't tried that yet. We're, but um, you know, um, stay tuned. We'll let you know. <laughs> Good to know. Yeah, I'm, I'm actually working on an article about that because it's it sounded so interesting that there's so many different ways to open accounts and there's so many different machinations and every custodian's got their own way of doing it. And um yeah, so it's yeah. I think it's it fascinating that that's still an issue in this yeah. day and age, enlightened day and age. You know, Orange I thought had a shot at it, you know, I thought mm-hmm. but uh, clearly that got swallowed up by SEI and you know I don't nothing ever came of that again. Uh but you know how long have you been working with Advisor? So our relationship with them is at this point, over probably um, a year and a half old in regards to conversation, the formalization is different. But we've been, you know, we added our first advisor earlier this year, and we'll continue to add advisors going forward this year and beyond. Great. Yeah, you got to start somewhere. Yeah. But um, you know, we, we we really are proud of of sort of the, like I said, the badging and the unique version of what we've done. Mm-hmm. It's uh, compelling and different from what other Others are getting in, and it shows up. Um, you know, we've had people um, comment as much again, like the integration into True, the embedded technology of our own, you know, help desk and all those things. So we get all the tickets, like the revolving carousel of information, you know, the updates and everything. It's all it's all through there uh, that has made it very unique and different than you know what's standard. That is also another issue: ticketing and how advisors put in service requests. So mm-hmm. you built that yourself at your own technology, or is it built on something else like Salesforce? Uh, no, it's not built on Salesforce. It is not. It is a. It is our own version of our technology. We use Zendesk. Um, 
Oh, okay. Um, but you know, it's everything from uh, they can drop down and get access to us uh, to our entire organization. So it's all embedded. It's not a separate system or anything like that. So you know, the the, the goal was to have it to live within the ecosystem, the TrueView ecosystem, and that they never had to leave. So, um, mm -hmm. so their business metrics for their interaction with True, for their service, for their service, you know, for their desktop service, whatever it might be, they stay within the TrueView ecosystem for all. Mm -hmm. Business metrics, another big area that a lot of firms don't have. How did you so? How did you put that together? And what was what? I, mean, I know the driver, but. Yeah. How did you manage to, to build that? And because and, and it brings data from a lot of different places, especially if you don't, if all of your platforms, all of your RIA partners are run on different platforms, how do you bring that data in to show those kind of business metrics? Yeah, we're, you know, to be transparent, you know, the business metrics live within advisors who use TrueView. Um, we are working on something else for our non TrueView advisors, but that's. Yep. A lot more further down the road at this point, but yeah. but um, but TrueView allows us to capture those metrics, and so we're, we're doing this in partnership, and we'll continue to advance it because I think what we want to do is take it from business metrics, which is basically data, and even big data is just that it's big. But how do you make it more actionable? Or said another way, what's the what's the punchline? Give us the punchline of that data in regards to using it in my business, and we're and we're finding a lot of it. While the insights are there, um, or the information is there, it's not truly insightful enough, and that's where mm -hmm. we're focused and we're working in partnership to to solve for that. But the data and the metrics are are there, and we're continuously working, and our advisors are working with us. Mm -hmm. I figured that was only inside the TrueView platform that made it makes more sense. Okay, it's it's a problem that that no one's really solved yet. No, but it's, it's definitely out there for someone to solve. Yeah, yeah, a hundred percent. a hundred percent. Hopefully, somebody will. <laughs> so we go back to some of the other applications besides. So Advisons for using the whole platform, using the CRM, using the TAMP for your investment solution. But you have Nitrogen. What are the other applications? Your financial planning. Uh, what are you guys using for that? Um, we have again, it's choice for the advisor, MoneyGuard Pro. Um, we also look at uh, Right Capital. And then our partnership with Lumion also exists for TrueView. So those integrate into TrueView? They do. So give me an example. So you built that out um, using the you know Money Guy Pro and Capital's APIs, and that they they stay stay in Money Guy Pro, or they is it the front end on top of it? And what data is going back and forth? Yeah, so the data is being able to be pulled back and forth. And what we're trying to do is continuously expand it. Nitrogen is a better example in some ways. If you take the score, you know, the score shows up not only in the client portal, it shows up on every page of TrueView. So if you're an MGP user, every page of TrueView, wherever you go on your dashboard, you see that score and you see some of the data and the metrics and it pulls back and forth both ways. Uh, MGP does the same thing. It's data that pulls back, back and forth both ways and you see it embedded within the in, in the client information and the client record as well as in the client portal excellent that is certainly at the top of the game i think in terms of firms that are out there very few have that kind of embedded capabilities built and working yeah and that's honestly why craig we're having a record year um mm -hmm. a lot of people talk about it um but then it's like 
you know, show. And I, there's a lot of people talking about moving to it, but I feel like everybody's saying, oh, you can't have your cake and eat it too in, in, in APIs and integrations, respectfully. Um, I've, I haven't seen it much past to your point, single sign on type of stuff. Interesting is we started another company. Ooh, talk to me. Solve this problem because not all the firms are not other all other firms in the industry are as enlightened as you guys. And being consultants for so long, one of the biggest issues we saw was integrations. Over and over again, working with both sides, working with our vendor clients, yeah, uh, and our, our RIA clients and broker deal clients. Everyone's complaining about integrations. Yep. They don't work right. It's not it's opaque to know who's got what. Even if they say they have a logo on their site, we integrate with nitrogen. You don't know what it means. No. Is it just a sign on? Is it mm-hmm. one direction? Is it bi-directional? Is it, is it embedded widget? Like you, you know, what is it? No one really knows. So last year we launched uh, what we're, we call the Wealth Tech Integration Score. I am, I am familiar. Yeah. So that we now we yeah. score every vendor on the Keepers Ezra Group map has a score of zero to ten. So you know how well they integrate. And once we did that, we realized. Once we, we had to query every single vendor, over 150 of them have no integrations at all, zero. <laughs> Not that they didn't want to, they just don't have time. They're too, they're too right. busy, startups, they're in the middle of the middle of the things, they're trying to grow their business. So I thought, well, we could build something. What if we just pre-built some integrations in, um, in a, you know, sort of a, an SDK, and that yep. way you buy that. Of course, you still need to sign up with Monica Pro or Nitrogen or Risk or, or whatever tool, Lumion, whatever tool you've got. You have to have a relationship with them, but you don't have to rebuild the integration. We'll just build it, and right. you can work that. You, we're just selling software. So we built this software, but it's a proof of concept at the moment. But just to show that it's cloud-based, it's not SaaS. It's cloud software that you run in your yep. cloud. So we don't touch it. We don't touch your data, your clients, your contracts, nothing. You load our wow. software your cloud environment, and you say, now I want nitrogen. And it, it just connects, you put the right credentials in, it connects nitrogen, you say, give me risk score, you get the risk score. But if you say, well, now I want to get, I want to switch to Morningstar's risk tool. You mm-hmm. say, well, we Morningstar's risk tool. You don't have to know how Morningstar does it, how their APIs work. We've already, you just have to write to our, well, we're building a knowledge graph. That's how the underlying tech oh. on the, with, a, with a Postgres is part of our system. And this way, it takes a lot of that effort out of building and, and maintaining. Because once you build it, you know, that's yeah. kind of the part. Now you have to yeah. maintain it forever. And evolve it and grow yeah. on it and iterate it. Yeah, sure. We're seeing a lot of, a lot of interest in that. Um, that's that's really interesting. Yeah, it's almost like the, 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 the virtual desktop um, back in the day. Back um, in the day. Yeah. yeah. And now you're pulling it down. Huh. Yeah, I, 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 that would be interesting. A, you know, conversation for another day. Yeah, we can definitely walk you through that. So we just started. We did incorporated. My partner is Mike Zabrowski. Yeah, uh, sure. CEO of E-Money. 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 I saw him in the picture with you. Yep. Yeah. And so, so yeah. So uh, Mike and I started this company, and um, we're right now we we're in the, we we have a proof of concept to show that yes, we can move data through our knowledge graph. We've got Black Diamond, um, Red Tail E-Money. Just to show that you can move data, right? It, it works. Um, so we're we're talking to a number of firms, um, a lot of interest from firms like yours, you know, that that, that have a lot of different RIA partners that they're bringing on, mm-hmm. uh, RIA aggregators or RIA you know consolidators, because they've got this problem that everyone's got different tech and how do they bring it all together? 
uh, some of what you're mentioning and that, that, that whole business dashboard has been mentioned by a couple of the firms that we were talking to. So we actually mocked up uh, some slides to show how that how that would work. And they really like it, but then, you know, now we can plug into QuickBooks because most of our agents QuickBooks. Mm -hmm. whatever, your, whatever your asset platform is, Orion, Black Diamond, Tamarack, doesn't matter, uh, and your CRM. Those are the three main areas where you need that data for your business dashboard. Right. Mike's actually, I think, is he still in the greater Philadelphia area? So. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Right around the corner. Yes, he is. And DocuPace, right? Do I have that right? He's now a COO of DocuPace, yeah. So he wears multiple hats. Gotcha. So these these little passion projects, I love I love hearing about them because I think yeah. that's where the gold, the liquid gold is. Yeah, you know the opportunity. So the hard part is getting off the ground, getting the first clients. We're looking for some funding, and it's not a great environment for funding, right? Mm -hmm. So, yeah. he, you know, he built a company called AI Labs, which yep. he's investment that was doing that was building the dashboards. They were building dashboards and portals. That was their main sale, but they had to build all the integrations behind it to get the dashboard to work. Yeah. So now we're we're taking all the same people that he that built all that and just doing the integration part. We're not doing gotcha. the portal. Gotcha. We've already got people lined, all the programmers lined up who want to jump in uh, and do it again. Um, but now we're just looking for to get the funding to get that going. So, mm. Mm. if you know anybody yeah. sitting a lot of money, let me know. <laughs> You know, I might know. If, actually, uh, I might, I might know somebody in that VC space who might be interested. No VCs. No VCs. No VCs. No. We're looking for no. real people, like people in the, we know in the industry, strategic partners, like all the people we know in the industry. We're talking to and are interested. Um, so, well, or people, or firms that are looking that want the technology, and want to be the first customers, and also invest. Those are the kind of firms we're talking to. Yeah, that that uh, pooled investing mm -hmm. is, uh, is coming to our industry in, in droves, and I actually like it. You know, I think yeah. there's a, I think there's a lot because you know you there's some built-in sort of client base to it too when you get that right. That's our goal. So that's what we're working on. Uh, yeah, happy to set up a separate call and give you a demo uh, of you know, what we got. Talk to our tech. Want to bring your tech guy in? Uh, talk to our head our lead developer. He can walk you through the code base. How our knowledge graph is set up, um, how they built it for AI labs, and how they're rebuilding it better for what we're doing, you know, the, all the mistakes they they made, um, and how they're fixing it. Uh, we're rather re re rebuilding the architecture in a, in a more scalable uh, and uh, inflexible manner. That would be nothing short of fantastic. I'd love to do that. Excellent. We'll get that set up. And um, what what did I forget to ask you? Is there anything else I can do to help you guys? No, I mean, look, I think, uh, first off, thank you for the time. Uh, you know, time's our most precious commodity. It's not lost on me that we've gone, uh, you know, 50 plus minutes. So I appreciate you taking the time to do that. Um, this is all and, we do. Yeah. Yeah. So I love, I'm all day talking to people and love to hear about their tech, what they're, what yeah. they're together, what, what's working, what's not working experiences. Yeah. So this is yeah. all we do. Yeah, no, and just to hear us out on 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 experience as a service and and you know consider that on an app and all that kind of stuff, that's fantastic. I wasn't even thinking about that, but you know we love the the opportunity and just just to continue the connection, the continued connection to hear what yeah. you're up to and and that that pathway is 
is phenomenal for us. So I really, really do appreciate the the connection and the conversation. Sure. And there might be some other stuff for us to talk about and consider as we keep this conversation going. Absolutely. Great. Well, Tommy, thanks for coordinating with me. Uh, thank you, guys. And I, I'm so glad we were able to make this happen after the little couple of uh, <clears throat> missteps. But um, no, very glad. Great, man. All right, guys. Craig, thanks so much. Hey, it's Craig again. Here are my three takeaways from this episode. True Independence recently launched their tech platform called TrueView, which they're marketing as an experience as a service platform. That's a new one. So it's good to hear some new terminology coming out of the industry. They claim that the platform will combine behavioral finance, fintech, and human capital to drive their business growth. Uh, by, drive their business growth. I'm hopefully getting a demo of TrueView in the next few weeks, so I'll have a report on it later on. Number two, uh, I was interested in learning about the underlying tech of TrueView. You know I me, mean? I'm always about uh, the, uh, the technology, how things are built and how it's working. Uh, they built TrueView around Advison, and as Amit uh, said, they use the whole thing, uh, the built-in CRM, the TAMP, um, and they put the first advisors on the platform this year. They also integrated uh, the great tools from Nitrogen, including putting a risk score uh, on every page of TrueView as well as the portal. A bunch of planning tools they have, including Money Guy Pro, Money Guy Pro, Right Capital, and Lumiant, as well as bi-directional data embedded into their client portal, which we love to see. Uh, third takeaway. Uh, Amit sees Dynasty as their biggest competitor. Although there are so many players in the RIA aggregator space, some that we work with um, and some that we just know uh, very in uh, great detail, including firms like Focus Financial, uh, Amit's former employer Hightower, there's Mercer Advisors, uh, other firms like RFG Advisory. Uh, we had their president, Shannon Spotswood, on the podcast recently, as well as new entrants like Joe Duran's Rise Growth that I just announced at Future Proof this week. All right, that's all, folks. You reached the end of another episode of the Wealth Tech Today podcast. Uh, before you go, please go to our website, ezragroup.com, scroll to the bottom of the homepage, and sign up for our newsletter. Once a month, you'll receive an email chock full of wealth management goodness, news, information, updates. You will not be disappointed. Uh, thanks for listening, and talk to you all next time. <music>